Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, August 24th. Is that real? That's real. That's real. August 24th. Last Friday in August. Now we start getting into what I like to call the Burr months. September, October, November, December. Cold weather. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hear me chirping about it every freaking week because it's coming and I love it. Regardless, happy Friday. Like I said, it's Friday, August 24th. And if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week. And as always, margaritas are in order. Let's do some happy birthdays. All right, happy birthday to Carlo Gambino, Kenny Baker. If you're a Star Wars fan, you should know who he is. Steve Gutenberg, Cal Ripken Jr., Dana Gold, and Marley Matlin. Also on this date in 1979, Prince released what would be his first U.S. hit, I Want to Be Your Lover. So we're going to make that today's song of the day. And before I get off of the birthdays, there is one additional one that does not fall today, but that I am mentioning for tomorrow, and that would be my wife, Renee. Her birthday is tomorrow, August 25th. We don't mention her age because she's been 29 for a while, for a few years. Just a couple. But uh, I'm not going to have an episode tomorrow. This will be the last episode I do before her birthday. So happy birthday to my wife, Renee. As anybody who knows me knows that all the joking and ball busting aside... The woman's basically a saint having tolerated me for two decades. That's a long time. It's uh, quite literally the longest anybody's ever lived with me. We're talking parents, girlfriends, whatever. It's yeah, she's, She holds the record. She's carrying the flag out there. So, happy birthday, Renee. Also, I wanted to give a couple of quick reminders as I do almost every week, uh, buy my book. My book, A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead is available on my website, TomPowellJr.com. That's TomPowellJr.com. You can read a description of it there. You can pick it up for $13.99 in paperback. Buy the book. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate all the support that has come so far, the sales that have come so far. And if you would like a sticker for this show, a 3-inch by 3-inch Tom Powell Jr. Show Peace, Love, and Tacos sticker for the back of your laptop, the side of your camper, the back of your hippie bus, the window of your apartment, wherever you, you want a sticker, send me your information and I'll send you a sticker as long as I got stickers. I got boatloads of stickers here that I can... I, I initially bought 100 to give them out. I got some stickers here. Still some more to put out there. So send me your information. Go to TomPowellJr.com. You can get in touch with me through the website. Send me your... Wherever you want me to mail the sticker to, and I'll, I'll send it. And if you got a sticker, post a picture of where you put it. Post it up on the Facebook page or the Instagram page. Tag us in it, if you wouldn't mind, please. But I, I, I got free stickers. Deadheads of the world. Stickers. Let me know. I got them. Send me uh, your, your your mailing information. It's not a scam. You can you can find people. I've given the free stickers to. They're out there. Okay, 
So what the heck has been going on this week? Well, my middle child got her braces off. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. That's two sets of braces done. I was talking to my wife this week about this, and I was like, uh, that right there shows you how long we've been together. <laughs> that We have uh, conceived, birthed, and raised two children to the point where all of their teeth fell out, their new teeth came in, we got braces put on them and went through the entire braces process and have had them removed for two human beings. That is a huge step in the old Powell household. Household. First day with the new lips, I apologize. Two down, one to go. The lad is the only one to go. And I'll tell you what, the lad's teeth are holding on with brute force. I mean, I think he's only down to... Is he may be, My wife is going to correct me if I'm wrong, but he has two loose right now, and I think those are his... They're either his second and third or his third and fourth. He hasn't lost but one or two. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Uh, kid's about ready to get a Louisville slugger upside the mouth so we can accelerate the process. I'm joking, of course, before anybody writes me a bunch of letters. Yeah, two sets of braces down, one set to go. And uh, listen, I get it. Dentists and orthodontists are doctors and their education costs a lot of money, but God damn, braces are expensive. Damn. For the amount of money that my wife and I put inside the mouths of two-thirds of our children, we could have taken the entire family on two banging vacations. Now, I come from a different world. We were dirt poor. We didn't go to dentists. My teeth are jacked. And given the fact that I'm 46 years old and I don't really want to go seven or eight years of my life with braces on, they're either going to remain jacked or they're going to get yanked and I'm going to have falsies so that I have a nice smile. But braces are no longer an option for me, I don't believe. And they are jacked. But we never went to the, to the dentist. There were, there were no cleanings. There were no checkups. There were no braces. There were no... I mean, there were a couple early, early, early on. And then after I left my mother's house and she remarried and got a little bit more stable in her life, financially speaking, my brother then got the benefit of going to the dentist uh, later in his life. But I... There, were, there was none of that. My, my parents' allotment of medical expenses were chewed up on my three, year, three years of them trying to figure out what the hell my, my allergies were, why I was sick all the time when they didn't know I had allergies. So there, there were no braces for me. And I, I just get stunned when I hear the amount of money that the orthodontist comes around the corner with on his little piece of paper for what it's going to cost this kid's mouth to look straight. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, we've got one more to go. Yeah, grandkids are my children's responsibility to put braces on their teeth. I got one more to go, and I'm done. Okay? That's it. One more. And if his mouth is anything like mine, 
and given by the genetic makeup he's displayed in the first almost seven years of his life, uh, I see no reason why they wouldn't be like mine, considering how he's an exact carbon copy replica of me. Uh, My guess is his teeth are going to be jacked as well. So it's going to be a long and expensive process for the boy. Uh, I do like the fact that you can make payments on it. Obviously, you know, you, you don't have an orthodontist going, hey, I need eight grand now. So that, that's helpful. But damn, if you're a parent out there and you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. The dentist takes, they, they take a bite. Doctor's bills can get steep, but you got insurance. You walk in and out, 25, 30 bucks, most cases. Most people out there with the, the common health insurance that's around. But whew, the braces, the orthodontist, the dentist visits, just like gut punch after gut punch after gut punch. God, they are proud of their shit over there at the dentist office. I, but hey. To be honest with you, I wouldn't go back and not do it. I, I'm, I'm happy that we were able to give both of our daughters beautiful smiles. They both have really beautiful smiles. I know I'm biased. I don't care. They have really nice smiles. I paid a lot of money for them. You know? We paid a lot of money for them. I say I because I'm hosting the show. It's my wife and I. We have shelled out some coin on brace work. But the product is nice. The end result is nice. I like it. So I wouldn't go back and do it again, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to bitch about the price. Sorry. Y'all dentists are charging way too much. And I said y'all in honor of my daughter Lily. There you go. You got a y'all out of me. You're charging way too much. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But moving on, she's got her braces off. She's you know, probably a little bit sore right now. She was complaining there was a little bit sore when, when I took her out of the dentist, but she'll be fine long term. She's got a game tonight. So you know, it's going to be a long day for Lil. Suck it up. You, you'll, you'll make it through the day. We've got, uh, we've got other topics we need to talk about, so we're going to get off of Lily's braces because uh, this past week, uh, a member of my wife's family uh, uh, crossed an unforgivable line, and we all need to discuss it together. It's it's just one of those lines, those lines that you just don't cross. You don't cross them with anybody, let alone family members. And uh, and uh, this would be my wife's cousin's daughter, who took to Facebook to say that Tabasco was the worst hot sauce ever. I know, I know. Take just I'll, I'll pause for a minute. You guys collect yourself. Everybody good. Okay, take a deep breath, light a cigarette if you have, smoke them if you got them. Just, we'll all get through this together, I promise you. Yes, she reposted an article saying, how, or a meme or something saying how Tabasco sauce was the worst hot sauce ever. And uh, when I was done sobbing, I began throwing furniture. When I was done throwing furniture, I began to progress through the other stages of my issues with this statement. And then I made a comment on it about how wrong and unforgivable that was and how we're going to have to banish her from the family. Tabasco sauce is the shit. It's the shit. It's awesome. It's it's fantastic. It goes with everything. I've been putting it on everything for years. Now, you guys know from me talking to you that this, real quickly, this is not on the topic of Tabasco, this 
podcast that I'm recording to you is not in some studio. It's not done with a bunch of sound effects. I'm not sitting down and editing a bunch of stuff. I'm re-listening to it one time and I'm posting it. This is supposed to be like you and I sitting on the deck talking. So you're going to hear fan noise in the background. And if a truck drives by, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear this cat that's sitting next to me meowing. And you're about to hear me get up and walk into the other room. Because like I said, this is about as real as it gets with this podcast. I'm not trying to be a radio star, okay? So I'm walking into the other room because I forgot to write something down uh, when she she said her heinous comment and I wrote it in my notes for today's show. So I had to come to the refrigerator here. Yeah, since 1868. 1868. I'm sorry, you don't get to survive since 1868 and be, while being the worst hot sauce ever. You just don't. And it's simplicity perfected. Ingredients, distilled vinegar, red pepper, salt. Period. That's it. It's 1863. The stuff is great on pizza. It is phenomenal on chili. It's next level on tacos or any Mexican food. Put it on your scrambled eggs. I've had it on everything. It's awesome. And don't get me wrong. I am not shitting on other hot sauces. I, unlike somebody, am not sitting here taking a dump on all the other hot sauces. I love hot sauces. Uh, Cholulo is one that my th- this person mentioned. Her name is Carissa, by the way. Uh, Cholulo hot sauce. I, you guys might recognize it. It's the one with the wooden top. We have Cholulo. We love, my wife loves Cholulo. I love Cholulo. Uh, Cholulo does not give me enough of a punch. So I, I enhance it with the Tabasco. But I love Cholulo. We have it in the fridge all the time. Dave's Insanity Sauce. If you have an opportunity to hook yourself up with some Dave's Insanity Sauce. Phenomenal. It actually says on the label that it'll, uh, don't take it if you're pregnant, if you have a heart condition, and it'll strip the grease stains from your driveway. I mean, next level insanity hot sauce. I love that stuff. A couple of dashes of that in your chili. That'll put some hair on your ass. I love hot sauces. As a matter of fact, um, now that I think about it, uh, not in sheer volume, but in quantity, I think hot sauce and barbecue sauce are probably one and two with the, uh, the, what we have the most of condiment-wise. I mean, obviously, everybody's got the big jug of ketchup. I don't have... A, 50, a 64 ounce jar of Tabasco in the fridge. So from a quantity standpoint, the, the, the big mayonnaise, the big ketchup, the big mustard, those are all the, the biggest versions. But the most quantity that we have is, is barbecue sauce and hot sauce. I freaking love hot sauce. Light it up. I like hot food. Give me the hot Italian sausage. You know, I, I won't eat the peppers. I don't like the taste of peppers. But my God, Tabasco is awesome. And yeah, I, I love me some Cholulo. Love it. I, you know, it's, it's got a good flavor to it. It's just not hot enough. And that, that, in, that, that in and of itself is the, is the real problem. A hot sauce needs to be hot. If you're not tearing up, then the hot sauce wasn't hot enough. 
And I've reached the point where I don't necessarily tear up with Tabasco anymore. It's just, I, I do Tabasco for the flavor. Hello, Bonnie. Sorry, that's my black lab sitting next to me. Bonnie, you heard whimpering because she wants me to pet her. Spoiled. You're a good girl, but you're spoiled. Anyway, I'm going to digress a minute. And I'm going to obviously explain to you that I've been busting chops with Carissa this whole time. Nobody's cutting her out of the family, but come on. Come on. You cannot degrade hot Tabasco. Tabasco is awesome. It's phenomenal. It's a goddamn staple, and it belongs in every kitchen everywhere. It, it's a must-have. It's as essential as water in your kitchen. I'm sorry. And it is great on everything. Of course, what it, what it probably would not be great on is, uh, is uh, pizza with crust that's made out of cauliflower. Yeah, you're probably like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay. Oprah Winfrey's announced that she's got a new frozen pizza line. And a third of the crust is made out of cauliflower rather than dough. And, okay. Uh, no. It, it, it's nothing personal with her. I got no problem with Oprah whatsoever. I like her show. I think she's had an amazing impact on society in general. There's no denying that. But, I ain't eating your cauliflower pizza. No. Why? Why do you gotta mess with it? Why do, why do you gotta make... What, has the dough done something bad to you? Why do you got it? Now, if it's a medical reason, okay. Explain it from a, a medical standpoint, fine. You can't have this, you can't have that. I get it. I'm not trying to rip on anybody that's got medical conditions. The, the dough's been working for how long? Forever. It works. It's not wore out. It's not old. It's perfect. Just freaking leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Roll out some dough. Make a pot. Quit trying to... to to get it all, just stop. Stop messing with things. Leave the pizza alone. Pizza Hut's taking it too far as it is, putting cheese in the crust and making the entire crust break off cheesy bites. And Just stop. Stop. Roll out the dough. Give me sauce to the edge. Load it up with cheese. Pick a handful of decent ingredients. And throw it in the oven. And as I've said in blog posts and in other podcast episodes, if you put pineapple and ham on a pizza, you should be publicly shamed and possibly flogged in the town square. But cauliflower is getting right up there with that. I think the only thing worse than a Hawaiian pizza is a Hawaiian pizza with cauliflower crust. Stop this. Stop it. Oprah. Oprah. I love you, girl. I wish you would read my book. I'll send you a copy. I think you'd like it. But stop with the cauliflower. Stop messing with pizza. Just make a good frozen za that the stoners of the world can enjoy at 2 o'clock in the morning baked out of their gourds. 
That's what frozen pizza is for. Frozen pizza is for tweens and teens after school and in the middle of the night when they're hungry. Okay, there's some frozen pizzas in the back. Zip one up, no problem. And it's for stoners at 2 in the morning baked out of their garden. Nobody wants your cauliflower crust. This business is going to fail. It's going to be an epic failure. Just either close the business down or do away with the cauliflower. For the love of everything decent. And to everybody, all you other entrepreneurs out there, and, and you know, people that watch the Food Channel and then, you know, make a salad with gargonzola crumbles and caramelized walnuts with a light balsamic ball. Bal- Bitch, you know what I'm saying? Balsamic vinaigrette dressing. Stop it. Just stop trying to change food like pizza. Stop trying to change food like... like ta- We got vegan tacos. Kiss my entire ass. Now, there's some people out there that are going to be mad at that because they're vegans. I, I'm obviously having fun here, people. This is just me. I would never eat vegan tacos because I'm a, I like eating meat. So everybody calm down. This is all in fun. Laugh along with it. Ha, 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 ha. It's Friday. You're on your way to have a margarita or a bowl. Just kind of go with the flow here, people. But yeah, kiss my ass with your vegan tacos. Steak, chicken, tongue. Yeah, I said tongue. Chorizo. That's what should be in a taco. Shrimp. Don't look at me that way. I can, I can hear, I can feel my wife's look from miles away. And I sense that I might have lost some of you guys when I said the word tongue. If you've not eaten tongue, lingua, don't tell me shit about tongue. Okay? It's actually very, very good. It's very, very tender. Cooked properly, you will like tongue. Okay? You want to go next level batshit crazy. My aunt, her family ate brain sandwiches. No shit. Brain sandwiches. Brain sandwiches. Uh-uh. No. I don't know how the hell we got the brain sandwiches, but stop with the cauliflower on the pizza. Just please, please, please stop with the cauliflower on the pizza. And you know who's going to eat this shit? Let me tell you who's going to be the person to eat. Oh my God, Oprah has cauliflower pizza. It's going to be the same people that are the obnoxious assholes at their kids' ballgame. Same people. These people that, and I saw some of it here recently. I'm not saying where, when, how, circumstances. They might be listening, sorry, but I just... If you're a parent out there, stop that shit, man. Now we're going to put the joking in the ha-ha side and just listen to me seriously for a moment. Don't be that parent. That is some stupid-ass shit. Cheer for your kid with all the gusto you got. Cheer for your kid's teammates with all the gusto you got. Give your children and that team support with all the gusto that you got. Do it loudly, do it proudly, by all means. Riding the ump's ass, questioning calls verbally 
so that it is clearly heard? Eh, yeah, no. You got to stop that. You're embarrassing your kids. You're embarrassing yourself. You, embar- you embarrass the organization that your kids play for. In some cases, that would be the school. And in that case, you're embarrassing the town that that school's in. Stop that shit. Stop that right now. Now, I have personally never been witness to some of these brawls that you see in videos on YouTube. Uh, thank, thank goodness I've never seen that. But I've seen some really obnoxious... You know what? There's a coach, okay? If you got a problem with what the coach has done or didn't do in a ball game, you take it up with that coach away from the kids at a separate time. But the coach's responsibility is to get after the ump if there's something wrong with the ump. Not your responsibility. That's coach's responsibility. You have got to back off, parents. you got to back off. This is not you on the field. This is your kid on the field. And your kid needs to understand a couple of things from you as a parent so that they understand when they become a parent the right way to do things, okay? And and this is obviously not the entire list of things you need to teach your kid, but in this setting, they need to learn from you that, A, you're not always going to be there to protect them. Um called them out when they were clearly safe. That is their coach's responsibility and the child's responsibility in conjunction with their coach to debate and argue that call. Okay? That is not your responsibility. Back away. Show them that they need to... There are other people in this world that they're going to need to rely on other than you. Number two, show them civility. Show them proper behavior. You're acting a fool at your kid's game. Your kid's going to act a fool. Parents learn more by what you are than what you say. And if what you are is the lunatic screaming at the umps and the coaches at the game, then that's what you're going to create as a, from your, for your children. You're going to, that, that's what kind of a, adults your children are going to become. Stop that shit. Stop that shit. I'm sorry to get all serious on you there for a minute, but I, I saw a brief hint of it. It wasn't a severe case of it by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, you know, enough that it just made me want to mention it that, uh, hey, everybody needs to just calm the hell down. It's a kid's ball game for crying out loud. We're trying to teach the kids lessons. We're trying to let the kids have fun. We're trying to teach them how to win without you in life. Back off. Shut up. Enjoy the game. That's it. Sorry. Rant over. I shall now move on to a new rant. Yeah, I know. I'm an old man. I'm ranting a lot these days. And this is going to be an old man kind of rant from a different standpoint. But uh, this is not by any stretch of the means going to be a... Walked uphill both ways in snow to get to school. No, but it's still my old man version of I remember when. This past week was the VMAs, the Video Music Awards, the MTV Video Music Awards. I'm old enough to remember when MTV was music 
nachos. And uh, I'm just kind of wondering what the hell happened to MTV over the years. I remember my generation would, would like race home to see MTV. And you would tune in during certain blocks, certain time blocks, because that's when your favorite VJ was going to be on. I remember tuning in on Saturday nights for Headbangers Ball because you got all the, the great newest metal cuts along with the deep metal cuts that they weren't playing in regular rotation. MTV News was actually kind of cool. Yo, MTV Raps. It was all still about the freaking music. Music videos were what drove my generation back in the day. I got introduced to Grateful Dead through their video for A Touch of Grey. Now, I got introduced to the Dead lifestyle to a friend, but I had heard about the Dead before I got introduced to the lifestyle because of MTV. I got introduced to Aerosmith through Run DMC's music video for Walk This Way. I mean, it was our generation's radio. Everybody I knew that was of my age was talking about what videos were on MTV, not what songs were on the radio. You remember that? Good times. It's glorious times. MTV was was great once. It's phenomenal. That's just crap TV show after crap TV show. I I, I want to say if I if I if I can pinpoint this accurately, that this massive shift in programming kind of was ushered in with the real world. MTV's real world was their shot at getting into this ball game of making reality TV shows and then they ran with the shit and left the videos behind and music television stopped being about music which is really freaking weird but man those were those were some glorious times and it didn't matter what kind of music you were into you had the videos you know you had you had those epic Cinematic videos of Michael Jackson, Thriller, was unbelievable next level, right? Then you had the the kind of James Bond feel, the on-location feel of the Duran Duran videos. Awesome, awesome stuff. The gritty, real concert feel uh, of Bruce Springsteen's videos. The over-the-top imagery of all the hair metal videos and Poison and Bon Jovi and all, all of that stuff. Britney Fox. You know, that kind of stuff. The rappers had their videos. The country stars had their videos. There was a little bit of everything. There was a little bit of everything forever. Tell me... Somebody who's my generation that doesn't know some of the videos that you could rattle off the top of your head. Um, 
uh, oh man. Now, see, I, I can't remember the guy's names on the tip of my tongue. I want to say it's Peter Gabriel with all the women playing guitar looking exactly the same. You know that song. Peter Gabriel shocked the monkey. You know that song. You know the video. Sorry, you know the video. Rio, you know the video. Come on, you know the song. Her name is Rio. Yeah, you know the song. And you know the video. Everybody knows Thriller. Beat it. Michael Jackson in the pool hall. You know it. Cross the board. Here's one. Even if you hated the song, you knew the video. Aha's Take On Me. Half cartoon, half real. The woman in the diner looking into the cartoon strip and the guy coming out of it trying to beat his way out of the cartoon strip. You know that video and you know you know that video. You know it. Those videos were everything in our world back in the day. That's what everybody was talking about. It's no more. It's a thing of the past. I want my MTV. Yeah, no more. They had great game shows that aired once in a while, but for the most part, it was music. I just don't understand what's happened to it. My generation is lost, I tell you. Sounded like old man Jenkins here talking about MTV. But it's, it's the truth. I mean, let's be honest. It's the truth. You, you, you came home from school, you turned on MTV, you cranked it up because your parents weren't home yet, and you jammed to what, you know, whatever the hell the video was on at the time. Poison, talk dirty to me. Tell me one of you listening to this didn't have Poison, talk dirty to me at 12 on your radio at some point in time. You did, and you know you did. You know you did. And every one of you can tell you, can say what that video looked like. Courtney Cox of Friends got her start in a music video when she played the, the part of the girl getting pulled out of the state in a state audience up onto the stage in a Bruce Springsteen video. It was our generation's radio. It was coast to coast, and everybody in the country knew what was going on. And I haven't even touched on the Madonna videos, and you know what I'm talking about. She became Madonna through music videos. I just wish there was a music video channel once again. I would dig it, and I think my kids would dig it. I think my kids would put it on while they were cleaning the house and would jam out to it. And you know what? I'd probably let them because it was back on TV. MTV, you have lost your way. You have abandoned the generation that got you started. Please, please, please return to your way. Please. All right, I'm going to get off my rant. I apologize, folks. Listen, I got a reminder for you. Um... I'm going to have a standalone short episode. It's going to be my NFL season picks episode. I'm going to have that up Wednesday, September 5th, the day before the first Thursday game, the home, the season opener. And then I'm going to do my weekly picks every Friday during the regular show. I, can't, I haven't determined if it's going to be beginning or end of the show yet, but um, those will be done every Friday. So after the first week, I will have no um, Thursday picks. 
eh, maybe I'll do a, a, a pre-Thanksgiving pick show because there's three games that, 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 that week. But uh, Wednesday, September 5th, season picks. Hopefully Patrick Prignano will have his picks in by then so we can commence with our annual dinner bet for best set of picks. So check it out Wednesday, September 5th. Get ready for some football. It's coming. That's right. Cool air, fall, pumpkins, football. It's here. Deal with it. It is my time of year. That's all I got for you this week. As always, stay grateful. Enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.